Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, host of the Love You Even More podcast. I'm an author, performer, producer, and Emmy Award winner. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can love yourself even more. Follow us for daily updates at Love You Even More podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. For more on myself and the podcast, including ways that you can love yourself even more, go to loveyouevenmore.com. Welcome, Kelsey Aida, to the Love You Even More podcast. Kelsey is that manifestation lady. She is your highest timeline lady. She is going to talk all about how we can get into manifesting our lives in the best way possible. She has podcasts. She has best-selling books. She's also just a cool person. And her last name is amazing to those of you who get it. Welcome, <laughs> Kelsey, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here and just nerd out on all my favorite topics and answer any questions you want to throw at me. I love it. So, okay. So we were big fans of manifestation over here. And, you know, it's been around for a while. I feel like the secret came out and people were like, what? But it had been around for quite some time before the secret decided to coin it. Um, Let's talk about what manifestation is to you, because sometimes I think it's interesting to listen to people's perspectives of it because it can change on how to actually bring about what you want. Because the the like sort of normal idea that we all got from the secret is, you know, visualize it, let it go and it'll come to you, simply put. But I know there's so much more to it. So Kelsey, tell us all about manifestation yeah. and your perspective. Yeah. So my like current definition of manifestation today would be to live an intentional life, to create certain experiences on purpose And really the journey is like aligning yourself energetically with what you want. So that can be in the form of thinking thoughts that are aligned with the goal, uh, making choices that are in alignment with the goal, releasing beliefs and habits and patterns that aren't in alignment with the goal. It's really like a journey of becoming the person who can have that experience, um, which is where there's more gray area and more steps than it is usually taught, right? It's taught like, ask and you shall receive. And it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. But if it was that simple, like, wouldn't we all have everything that we already wanted? (laughs) But we don't all have everything that we've been wanting. Why is that? And it's just because there's a little more sub-step, a little bit more... Um, things to do or undo really in that process between asking and receiving is the becoming piece, which is really where I step in and help people specifically, like especially women to become that lady who can have all those fun things. All right. Well, before we get into actually how to do that, how did you come about into all of this? How were you like, I want to do this to help other people? But also, how did you find manifestation working for you? Yeah, so I think I was first introduced to the concept when I was like 20. And my 
one of my best friends is a shaman. And so he was always sharing cool spiritual resources with me. And he was like, oh, you should listen to Abraham. They're so fun. And I was like, okay. So I started listening to Abraham Hicks and I was like, wow, this is so cool. And this was right when I was coming out of a three-year long period of depression, which was like my first spiritual awakening. It was super painful. It like broke me open. It helped me to learn how to like heal my emotions, raise my vibration, all that stuff. So when I was getting better, I was asking for answers, for solutions, for guidance. And I was finding mentors and books and ideas and concepts and manifestation and law of attraction was definitely one of them that helped me to feel more empowered and more deliberate in my thoughts, my emotions, um, my words, my choices, and just being more intentional about my life. So that's when it really started for me. But over the last decade, it's really evolved into not only like a lifestyle, but really a self-love practice because I realized that without the self-love piece, it's really hard to let in what you ask for. It's really hard to give yourself permission to go for what you're asking for. Um, and that has been a major piece of the puzzle for me too. So at first I was like, man, I'm going to teach everything. So I was doing that and I still am doing that. But then it was like, oh, self-love is honestly like the manifestation hack of them all. Let me also teach this and share about this. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I became like the self-love queen and the manifesting lady. <laughs> that is the huge part to it, you know, because you can fake that you love yourself. You can be like, look at all the self-care I do, which is lovely, by the way. That's all good. Very, that is self-love in a way. But, you know, self-care and self-love are very different. And if you're saying all of the right words and your phrases to yourself of like, no, I do, I love myself, I love myself. But if you don't actually really understand how to love yourself, but you're just thinking, you're like, oh, well, if I say it enough, I'll, I'll believe it. That is a huge block, like some manifestation. So let's talk about how people can first start there because you're right, you just you can be visualizing and wanting and releasing all the live long day. But if you are really not believing that you deserve it, um, let's talk about how we can learn how to deserve it more. Yeah. So the deserving piece, like everybody always is deserving. It's not that they become undeserving. It's just that they forget their deservingness. Mm -hmm. They forget their worthiness that is inherent and natural in them. Mm -hmm. So it's really a practice of, undoing whoever taught you or whatever taught you that you weren't worthy and replacing that with the truth and the knowing that I have always been worthy. I just somehow along the way got convinced that I wasn't. It's not that you weren't, it's that you thought that you weren't, mm -hmm. right? So it's making that distinction and coming home to that truth of like, why would other people deserve to be happy and not me? Like what makes me so special that I don't deserve what I wish for other people? Like that doesn't make any sense, right? So mm -hmm. when you start to include your own well-being in, when you start to set another way, take responsibility for your own well-being and include yourself in the people that you wish nice things for, I think it's easier to reclaim your worthiness. Yeah, that's so, so true. Um, what if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, you're describing me perfectly. I'm such a giver. I'll do anything for anyone, but I don't feel like I want to take the time up or the space up to get what I want or what I deserve um, and what's inherently, you know, wanting to come to me. Um, 
I'll just keep putting it off and putting it off. Like what is something that someone could do today that could actually help them start feeling more deserving and more worthy essentially? Yeah, especially for people who always put themselves last, something really helpful you can do is make the perspective shift of I'm not actually helping people to the degree that I think I am unless I'm helping myself first, right? It's like that whole, you have to have your cup full so it can spilleth over, right? If you are wanting to help somebody, but you're sacrificing your needs, your happiness, your wants, your desires to help that person, the math here in the exchange is like, maybe you were good before and they were bad. And then you helped them and now they're good, but now you're not feeling good. Now you're feeling depleted, empty. And that math, you didn't actually help a person. You just moved energy from you to them, but you didn't make one more happy, whole, like needs fulfilled person in the world. You just gave them your energy and your power. And now what do you have to show for it? So I think a better approach is to take care of yourself. And it doesn't have to be before other people, but at least simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the reason why we can't do this is because one, we're taught that it's selfish, which why is it selfish to take care of your needs? That's like a necessity of life. (laughs) And if everybody did it, the world would function at a much higher pace and everything would be more harmonious. So I don't think that's selfish (laughs) at all. (laughs) If people were tending to their feelings, their needs, knowing what made them happy, executing their boundaries, asking for what they prefer, like this world would be a much better place, but we're not doing that. So we're all energy vampires sucking what we need from everybody else because we don't know how to give it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So... You really have to shift your mindset from like, I'm doing this for all these other people to, okay, I'm a person too. (laughs) I also deserve to have my needs met. I also deserve to be happy, to be loved, to take breaks, whatever it is, and also give to other people at the same time. And I promise you, the more you love yourself and nourish yourself and improve your relationship with yourself, the better you are at those skills with other people interrelationally. So loving yourself is only going to make you better at loving other people as well. And it also really starts to get into boundaries too. If you are constantly giving, your boundaries don't exist. I think that there is also some fear wrapped up with people who don't want to give the love to themselves. You know, it's almost like this happens a lot in um, careers, actually, when someone's like, well, I really wanted to be an actor, but I became a manager or an agent instead. So I'm going to help everyone else get their dream, but you know what? It just wasn't for me and I'm going to do this instead. Honestly, I think that happens so often and it's not just, you know, it it can happen in any kind of context, right? Um, It could be with love, it could be with, you know, work, whatever it is, but that I think this fear of actually receiving goodness and like, really getting what you want. I mean, there is this fear of success that exists for a lot of us. Um, Can you talk more about that? Yeah, that's a good point. And I want to almost rewind a little bit to the beginning of your question when you were talking about, well, what the way that I heard it was like, why do we withhold love from ourselves, right? Like we know we want to love ourselves more, but we're not doing it. Why? Why are we scared to love ourselves more? And what I've found in working with clients and hosting self-love retreats and doing this type of work is that we withhold love from ourselves in order to try to motivate ourselves 
to be better or achieve something or make it somewhere. And it looks like this. I'm not going to love my body until I lose 20 pounds. So you're like using the self-love as the carrot on the stick to like try and motivate you to lose the 20 pounds when in reality you could love yourself now and still go ahead and lose the 20 pounds if you want to. You don't have to like use your own love as a negotiation tactic, right? You don't have to withhold it from yourself, but we think that in doing so, that's somehow going to motivate us more strongly. And then we achieve the goal. We still don't love ourselves. We're just like, oh, just kidding. Psych. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. So this is something I've been healing to myself. You just pinpointed it where, um, you know, very motivated, driven. I accomplish a lot, but when I accomplish something, it is so fleeting. I'm talking minutes and then it's gone uh, where, you know, and all I want to do is just kind of like sit and bask in it, but I can't because now I'm thinking about the next thing I want to achieve. And so that's exactly what you just described. Um, thankfully I I would just like to say for the record that I don't live like that as much anymore. And it's definitely, you know, healed. It's been healing. It's good, but that is so real. And I I think sometimes it's a little subconscious too, where people are, they're not even that aware that's what they're doing. Yeah. You have to dig deep and be like, okay, why do I think it would be bad to love myself more? Because if I'm not loving myself and I know I want to and I'm trying to, but it's not happening, that means a part of me is holding myself back. But why? Why does that part of me secretly believe that it would be bad for me to love myself? And in this example, it would be like, well, if I love myself, I'm not going to be motivated. Mm -hmm. If I love myself, I'm not going to go for my goals. If I love myself, I'm not going to X, Y, and Z achieve this thing. Mm -hmm. When in reality, if you love yourself, you will do all the things that you want because people who love themselves really prioritize feeling good Mm -hmm. and they really prioritize their own needs, their own happiness, and that matters to them. So if you have a goal or a desire in loving yourself, that's going to matter to you. You'll take positive ownership of that and you'll work towards that. You don't have to withhold the love. You can love yourself first and then also do the thing that you're wanting to do. Yes. Let's talk about feeling good because again, I like, I'm just rewinding it back to the secret because there were so many parts of it that I feel were just ingrained in all of us. And they (laughs) talk about that, right? They're like, you know, this is about feeling good. Like, and everybody knows that it's like, if you're going to sit like, you know, yesterday, um, was the new moon and I'm going to sit with my intentions and I'm going to really feel my intentions. And I did. And it's a powerful thing to have these feelings, because your body doesn't recognize if it's real or if it's not. It just recognizes it's happening. So that energy is coming out and that is helping to manifest. But how can people really learn how to feel good? Because what you're what you're building up right now is so, it's such gold, guys. This is gold. And the self-love and the natural of I want peace, I want joy, I deserve to have the things that I want if I didn't want them I wouldn't want them, you know, like you want them for a reason because you do subconsciously or consciously feel that you deserve them. So how can we get into a better feeling zone? Yeah. So this is a big question and you have to approach it from like a long-term perspective. So obviously there are many ways that we can feel good now, right? We can tell ourselves a new thought. We can watch our favorite movie. We can eat our favorite food. We can do something that makes us happy. We can hang out with our dog. We can spend some time in the sun. We can exercise. Like we know those ways to feel good moment to moment. 
but feeling good as a general blanket statement majority of the time in your life is really a practice of troubleshooting what's stopping you from feeling good and adding more time doing things that, you know, help you to feel good. (laughs) So it's like an addition and subtraction game. You're adding more happiness, more joy, more fulfillment consciously. Like, okay, I'm going to pencil in my walk. That really brings me so much joy. I'm going to really take in this tea that I love. Like, you know, the little things, they add up over time. So you're adding more happiness. You're trying to, you know, fulfill your dreams or work in a career that feels really good to you or, you know, have kids. You've always wanted to have kids, whatever it is, like going for the stuff big and little that, you know, is going to make you happy. That's a big part of it. And then the other side of the coin is how am I feeling right now? That's other than happiness. Maybe I'm feeling sad. Maybe I'm feeling mad. And how can I just love myself through that feeling until I return back to a natural baseline of feeling better? And this is kind of counterintuitive because especially in the law of attraction space, it's like, oh, don't let your vibration go too low. If you think a negative thought, you're going to manifest more negative stuff. If you feel angry, you're going to manifest more stuff to be angry about. But the truth is, if that's your truth in that moment, that's how you're really feeling. If you don't process it and allow it to like move through your body, it actually gets sort of stuck for lack of a better term and it becomes your point of attraction so it's not feeling it that's the problem it's not feeling it that's the problem because then you're like secretly angry your anger didn't go anywhere it's still there because it hasn't been processed or released and then you don't know why you're manifesting all this stuff that's frustrating you but it's like you never dealt with your anger and it's like inside of you beckoning and like radiating to the world like send me more stuff to make me angry yes for one because your vibrational match to that but for two because the universe wants you to feel better but a lot of times the only way you can get to the better feeling thing is to go through the bad feeling first Mm. which nobody wants to do (laughs) nobody wants to feel bad I always say you know it's better to just walk through that fire just walk straight through it don't walk around it don't zigzag like just walk straight through it you'll get there faster you'll get to the other side faster okay what you just said is so powerful I remember in the beginning of manifestation I would freak out if I had negative feelings or I was upset in any which way I was like no no I'm gonna ruin everything let me stuff it down I'm not a really big stuffer. I'm usually very like, let's process. But I do remember having that fear in the very, very beginning. And what you're talking about is so real. I mean, gosh, anyone listening, like think about what you're attracting into your life right now. Think about the fights or the arguments or the whatever negative stuff that's coming to you. You know, so many of the great thinkers are like, you're bringing that into you one way or another, you're bringing that to you. And that's really hard to sit with. I understand nobody wants to sit with that and think, I brought this to myself. In a way, energetically, yes, you did. And you're right. Like, my God. I mean, we talk about this so much on the podcast, but it's like, you've got to do the work, guys. Like, you got to do the work. You think you've done some of the work, but like, keep digging. Because if that stuff is still popping up, that work has not been done. And I mean that for all of us, you know? So I'm yep. so glad you're talking I about do this. <laughs> I really, really do know from my own life and from working with people like this is one of my core pillars of like my teachings of radical self-love. Like in my course, on my retreats with my one-on-one clients, I'm always drilling home like 
here's how to be with your feelings no matter what, love yourself unconditionally, hold space for yourself no matter how uncomfortable of a feeling you're experiencing. And I promise you on the other side of that is more relief, more expansion, more openness, more manifestations, less blockages, like everything you want is on the other side of that blockage. Mm -hmm. So can you have the courage to be with that uncomfortable, quote unquote, negative feeling only temporarily? You don't have to get stuck in it. It's not going to last forever. I'm just talking like two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you need Mm -hmm. to really let yourself go there. Let your emotional body heal itself. It knows how to heal if you give it the time and the space. And you'll be amazed how much faster you feel better, how resilient you become, and how much easier manifestation is. Because it's not like the negative feeling that's bringing down your vibration. It's the resistance piece. If you're resisting how you're feeling, resisting the present moment, that makes your energy closed. It's Mm -hmm. not flowing. It's not moving. You're not attracting. You're repelling everything, what you want, um, what you've been dreaming of, what you're working towards. Like when you are closed and in resistance, even if it's just resisting a negative feeling, that's still resistance, right? So the practice is not to not feel. It's to get good at feeling and to be open and to be in a space of allowing. Because when you allow it all, you allow it all, including all the good stuff you've been asking for. And that is, again, it's why it's so important, you guys. Like, if you have stuff that you are not addressing in your life, in your past, in your your world, like, address it now. Like, start addressing it now and start working through it and feeling those feelings because the faster you do, I mean, this doesn't have to take years and years and years of therapy. My God, like, there are amazing therapists out there you can work with quickly. You can work with great coaches like yourself and just finding people who can help you work through stuff. It doesn't have to mean, you know, I mean, sometimes you do have to crack it open and really like dig in there and get it out. But once you do think of all the space you're creating for the good stuff, for all the good feelings, for that power, because the feeling is radiating that energy, like I said earlier, and it's bringing you what you, what you actually want. Yeah. And think of it like instead of, oh, I'm feeling this negative feeling and that's lowering my vibration. No, you're getting that vibration out of your body. You're releasing the density when you cry the tears, when you scream, when you laugh, like you are releasing density from your energetic body and you're raising your vibration by going through the uncomfortable or the negative or the quote unquote bad feeling, which is why I'm so passionate about helping people to feel better, get better at feeling and to feel better. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's say that, you know, we've come to the other side and we're feeling good. We've done some really strong work. What do people do then? Great question. So emotions are messengers. And when you can let them bring you messages of your personal truth, once you get that message, you felt the feeling, it's time to act on it. So let's say you got angry, you got triggered, you got upset, somebody pushed your buttons, your mom said something to you that you didn't like, and you're like, ah, you get so mad. Instead of judging yourself and being like, oh, she always does this. I can't believe I got triggered. I thought I was over this, blah, blah, blah. You just breathe. You'd be mad about it for a second. Like anyone in this position would feel mad. It's okay. It's only temporary. Like I'm really fine, but I'm mad and that's okay. (laughs) And you move through that. And then you can ask yourself while you're in it, 
what is this anger trying to tell me? What is my personal truth here that maybe I haven't identified before? And usually like anger has to do with boundaries. So if your mom crossed a boundary and said something nasty to you or something you didn't appreciate or something that you're uncomfortable with and you get mad about it, that's a really natural reaction. And your anger could be trying to tell you that this is my boundary. This is my preference. And then you're like, okay, my preference is that my mother speaks to me like this or that people are kind to me or that I relate to people in this way and they relate to me that way. And so then on the other side of that, you're feeling relief. You're not so angry anymore, but you still have that valuable information. You can apply that in your life. Have a chat with your mom. Hey, I didn't like that you said that to me. I would prefer if you talked to me like this or didn't make comments about my body or didn't compare me to my sister or whatever it is. And so it's really taking those nuggets of wisdom from the emotion and then using them to make your life better because that's what they're there for. Your negative feelings are not trying to hurt you or punish you. They're trying to bring you information about what works for you and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And if you can take those golden nuggets with you, once you start feeling better, you can make your life a lot better with them like one at a time. Oh, that's so true. That's such good stuff. So how do people know if they're really starting to like manifest what they want? I mean, it seems kind of simple, like, oh, hey, I wanted this kind of car and now I have it. But I'm talking like everyday sort of manifestations. Yeah, I think it's like an internal transformation where you start to feel the shift, Mm -hmm. like things start to feel easier. Um, Life feels less effortful. You know, you can still work towards things and move towards them and take action, but it's not like from a place of like hardcore efforting. Um, It feels like more open. It feels more relief. It feels more fulfilling. It feels like you're going where you want to go. It's more like a feeling signature that you access, I feel like. And then in that stuff is coming sometimes fast, sometimes slow, depends on the thing, depends on how much resistance or not you have to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really like that feeling signature of more ease, more fulfillment, more flow, more magnetism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I so agree. I think this is really just about really believing that you deserve it at the end of the day and working through those blocks to make sure, you know, when you think about what you want most in the world, there aren't really excuses of why you shouldn't have it. And like those excuses are what holds so many of us back from having what we want. So this has just been such an incredible like explanation to the nth degree of what manifestation is. (laughs) I'm so glad that you came on. Will you please tell people how they can find you and what to look out for with what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. So you can find me at KelseyAida.com. You can find my books at most of the bookstores. If you just search my name, Kelsey Aida, um, you can find me on my podcast, High Vibe In It. Clearly, if you're listening, you probably like podcasts. So you can have another podcast to add to your list. Um, That's everywhere where podcasts are. And you can find me in Mexico in October hosting a self-love retreat. So if you're like, I need to learn how to feel my feelings. I want to manifest my next best timeline. Like join me in Mexico. You can find that on my website. And yeah, I'm just Kelsey Aida on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and all those fun places. I love it. Everything will be in the show notes. You can find all her links. Kelsey, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been so fun. Great chat. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. 
We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. 